Welcome to the Love to Hear podcast, a holistic health and wellness space created to make you feel good. Through our conversations about health, happiness, and self-love, we encourage you to live a life that you're obsessed with inside and out. Happy Love to Hear Day. We're back again, focusing in on a healthy mindset to complete our best self energy month. We're so excited to get started. This is a topic that we both really value. Let's get it started. Yes. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. We wanted to talk about mindset this week because last week and the week before we have talked about fitness and diet, which are really action-based and mindset I think really supports the action and it's something that's a really massive determining factor of your life. So looking into feeling like your best self starts with what you're thinking. And there's that idea that the only thing in your life that you control are your thoughts and your actions. And I think your thoughts influence your actions. So I think this is a really important conversation to have. Hopefully it'll be helpful or provide some insight into having a healthy or healthier uh, mindset. So I think there's a few different themes around mindset that we can get into. One is a mindset to feel really happy with your life or not even feel happy with your life, but to just have a sense of happiness and contentness and to just feel good. And then I think there's a mindset around achieving your goals and, you know, reaching new heights and finding growth. And I think those can be the same mindset, but I think there's kind of different tools and ideas to talk through under those two umbrellas. Within the happiness mindset, the major thing that falls under there is mental health and how to support um, a healthy mental health. For this, the first thing that came to mind, I guess, was my lack of healthy mental health. I used to suffer with anxiety. I think I've talked about that before. I think it was just a constant in my life and I didn't really know what anxiety was. I thought it was kind of just the norm and I think I maybe thought it was stress, I guess, but I went through a bad breakup. And it like really came out because I think I had so much anxiety in the relationship and it really felt like very full force. It wasn't even getting out of the relationship or being so attached to this person because that wasn't the case at all. No offense to him. I think it was more of what was going on internally. So I got turned on to this book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle It is all about being present and it really opened my eyes up to the fact that we can control our thoughts and that we have a lot more control over our mental state than we realize. Reading that book was my gateway into my spiritual practice and also meditation Reading The Power of Now definitely opened my eyes into the idea of being more present. I think I just didn't have that in my vocabulary of what being present even meant. At that same time, I started meditating. I think I started meditating at night, but then I eventually started meditating in the mornings as well to start my day. And it was super transformative for me and was 
yeah, just really, really helpful in having a new perspective, realizing that we don't have to live our lives worrying about some non-existent future and that we can really step into the present moment and have more gratitude and more just control over our thoughts or to tell ourselves we can stop thinking (laughs) at certain times because I didn't know that was a thing before I had read that book and before I started meditating. I didn't know how to quiet my mind at all. The combination of reading that book and also starting a meditative practice really helped open me up to that world. And it has been really helpful and set me on a really great trajectory where I don't suffer with anxiety anymore. It's just really helpful to always come back to. I did realize later down the line that I was using the power of now or the idea of being present to tell myself that like everything was okay all the time. That's just not realistic. And there was also so many things that I needed to heal from, from my childhood, from growing up. So I think there can be like an aspect of spiritual bypass when you're saying that you are just present all the time. So everything's fine because I don't think that is true. I think there's a lot of strength and a lot of enlightenment that can come from reflecting on the past and healing from the past and doing like your inner work. But I'm still very grateful for that book and I come back to it a lot to help me get grounded and to get into appreciating the present moment and uh, to a place of gratitude. That's awesome to hear, you know, being able to share a book and that's a book that I'm going to add to my list because you've given me another book by him to read. A New Earth? Yes, A New Earth. Mm -hmm. So, and I really enjoyed that book. So finding something like that, that really has helped you kind of stick to your, your meditation practice is admirable because I think for me, I've tried to have a greater relationship with meditation because, you know, I think that it is so important to take your mind like out of the day-to-day and truly focus on your breathing and your thoughts. I think the way that I have found the best mindfulness practice for myself is through a mindful movement like yoga. I think that's really helped me focus on my body and breathing and how they both relate to each other, how making sure that my breaths are helping the movement that I'm currently putting my body through. I think it's really helped me just stay on track and be more present in that moment as well. I think with meditation, I have a brain sometimes I feel like a squirrel, you know, like I have undiagnosed ADHD or something because I can't, you know, I can definitely focus in when I really put my mind to it. But a lot of the times I get distracted by different thoughts about other things that are totally out of my control. And yoga has helped me personally bring myself back down and become more grounded and stay in the moment and be more present. I think even just in my everyday interactions or something that I'm working on for myself or in a career, whatever, doing yoga has definitely just made me more connected to my mind and keep a good healthy balance. I th- I've not always been like that because of, I think something you can agree on is like 
the way that you're raised, not saying anything against my parents or whatnot, but just because I know they listen to the podcast, but um, just- Love you guys. (laughs) Just that, you know, it might have not been as big of a focus as I think mindfulness and being present is now in previous times in history. I think that it's definitely mental health overall is just- a much bigger topic nowadays, something that more people are interested in. So I think just growing up, these things were not just instantly taught to me, right? And I don't, I think you feel the same way too. And I think being able to find something like meditation or a mindful movement, such as yoga, taking a walk, whatever, I think being able to find something like that just to clear your mind and center yourself every now and then when you are kind of going, you know, off the walls with all these different thoughts. And sometimes you can't control it, especially when you are stressed out about something or nervous. Being able to take some deep breaths, focus on what you're currently doing. It's going to help you just in your everyday life. Trying to stay in the now is what I learned is best. And I think that there's different ways that you can definitely do that though. No, I love, I love it all. I think when it comes to meditation, there's a few misconceptions. It's not that you're supposed to like sit down and totally clear your mind for 20 minutes. It's more the practice of sitting and being still and being present and clearing your mind. And then a thought comes up and then another thought comes up and then you have to sit down and recognize that the thought came and clear it again. So I'm definitely not at the point where I sit down for 20 minutes and never have a thought cross my mind. It's more of the practice of, okay, I'm meditating. This thought is coming up. I'm not worrying about that right now and moving on and then getting back into the present moment. And so you keep kind of coming back to it. So when it's like a meditation practice, it really is practicing. And I think that's a part or a misconception that makes it seem really intimidating because people think they're doing it wrong. But I don't think there is a way to actually do meditation wrong unless you are maybe sleeping. You should make some changes <laughs> fall, falling asleep. I don't then think you're that really be, just zen, yeah, zen out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think just like sitting and carving out some time for yourself to practice clearing your mind is really powerful. And know that it doesn't have to be a perfect practice. But then to your point, I think yoga is incredibly meditative because you are forced in the present moment. Like you said, with your breathing, you are really disconnected. You don't have your hands on your phone. You don't have any distractions around you. You are there to practice movement, practice your breath, and get into a place where you're really calming your nervous system. And I think that just alone, even if you're not necessarily in the present moment, I think practicing yoga can really be a huge contributor to just calming your nervous system, which is very healthy. But anything like with that, with movement, you think of people going skiing, people going skydiving, people going, you know, surfing, like all of these things I think people love to do them so much for multiple reasons, but one of them being that they force you to be present. And I think the exhilaration comes from that. So if that's something that you really love and you think, oh yeah, that does make me 
really be in the moment. But those some some of those practices are in things that you can do every day. I think that can trigger the idea that, oh, maybe meditation would be really helpful for me, or maybe yoga would be really helpful for me to get back into these moments that I feel when I'm doing other activities, because I really think that's the one core throughout it all besides people, I don't know, just enjoying the sport. I think a lot of those activities, you're forced to be present. Otherwise, you can be in a really unsafe situation. So yeah, I feel like live in the moment and be in the now should be the mantra for this best best self energy that we are manifesting for this year and as long as we can moving forward. Because, you know, I definitely, I do agree with you also how you said, I think meditation can be intimidating to some people. I myself feel like I'm a little intimidated by it because from my point of view, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I have to do it a certain way. And this is how it's going to make me feel like based on things you read and stuff. And it's like, wait, everyone, once again, just like everything, everyone's meditation practice is different. And I think it's just understanding how to do it and how it works for you, you know, finding what's best for you. Overall, it's so with so many distractions we have in our lives, taking 10 minutes as little as it may be to set some time for yourself, you know, it goes along with all of the topics we've really focused in on this month with repetition and consistency. I think that goes along with also your meditation and mindfulness practice as well. There's also an aspect of it, like I mentioned before, where I think that I had, I think come to a place of frustration with my mental health because I thought, okay, I'm practicing being present, but things keep coming up and things keep pulling me from the present moment mentally. And I came to the realization that there were things that I like I needed to heal from and there was more work that I needed to do. And if you think about that, I don't know how accurate it is, but they say that 95% of your brain's operations are subconscious. So that means like the way that you speak, the way that you present into the world comes from your subconscious mind. So there's only so much control if you're not really working into those traumas or beliefs that were instilled in you when you were younger or from a something that happened to you five years ago, or there's so many different things that kind of just get stored in your subconscious mind. And I think it's really interesting to also acknowledge that aspect of it and find balance between being present when possible, but also healing from things that have happened to you in the past and acknowledging things that have happened to you in the past so that you can be more present and kind of leave those things behind. Because I think when I had this experience, I was kind of trying to get into the present moment and then ignoring everything that had ever happened to me in the past. And I had like, I just think of the trauma of my dad dying. I was in a meditation once. I'm just going to get heavy for a second. It's okay. It's what we're here for. (laughs) I was doing like an inner child meditation. So when I think of subconscious work, I think of shadow work and inner child work. If you want to look into either of those, this is kind of what I've used to get into like my subconscious mind a bit more. But I was in a meditation and I realized that I was holding on to the belief that I was responsible for my dad's death. Like my dad died of a heart attack when I was 
right before my 16th birthday. And I won't get into all the details, but I felt like I should have been there. And I was in this meditation and completely broke down, but I had no idea that I was holding on to this. So I think there's so many beliefs about ourselves and ideas about ourselves and traumas that we hold on to and kind of push to the back. And we think that they're no longer with us because they're not in the present moment, but they're still affecting how we operate in our daily lives. And just going through that meditation and having that realization made me come to a place of deeper self-love because holding on to the idea that I could have contributed to my dad's death obviously was not making me happy with myself. So being being able to bring that up to my conscious mind and heal made me have such a better relationship with myself. And I continue to do that on with different little traumas that I had or uh, painful memories. And that has been so incredibly helpful for me and my mental health, for sure. And Kelly, thank you for sharing that with all of our listeners and especially myself in greater detail. You know, I think that alone, that experience you and hardship you had to go through in your life was probably something you and anyone had no idea how to approach, especially a feelings as hard and on yourself and saddening as you were inputting in your mind. But, you know, being able to really have that breakthrough in the meditation, I think that probably was a level of spiritual healing that, you know, you would have never been able to get to had you not done that. It's, you know, probably truly awakened you and just made you have even more of a even deeper relationship with meditation, getting into that level of emotion and being present and being able to work through it, right? To some degree, not Mm -hmm. completely, but that's really inspiring. And, you know, I think that even makes me want to look into that and see like how it can further help me. I think there's a lot of control that you have over your mindset in each and every day just by speaking more positive things into the world, to yourself, to others around you, to just trying to radiate positivity as much as you can, even when you know it might be a struggle too, because it's not always rainbows and butterflies. But I do think that that's helped me in some really dark times when I've just not been in a great place or I've been upset about something and now what I'll do if something is bothering me or if I can't, you know, get it off my mind and I'm just trying to keep positive thoughts surrounding whatever's going on, right? I'll take a step back and just think, you know, me thinking negatively about whatever's going on isn't going to help me right now. I need to take that negative thought and turn it into a positive outlook on whatever's going on so that I can stop focusing in on it, if you will, in a negative way. And then move throughout the rest of the day, the rest of that moment, having just a better grasp on things and being able to just speak kinder to myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
it's almost that having a healthier self-talk helps you to get into the present moment easier. When I think about anxiety, I think about repetitive thoughts and repetitive thoughts for me have never been positive. It's not that I'm anxious because I am talking about how great tomorrow is and I can't think about anything else. I mean, that maybe that's not a proper example because you think of like a Christmas morning energy, excitement is one thing, but anxiety is another thing. So yeah, to your point that coming to a place of more positive self-talk and instead of telling yourself repeatedly that you are going to fail or you did something bad or beating yourself up, whatever it is that's negative, it's not going to allow you to get into the present moment. It's just going to be worse for your anxiety. And I have talked about my love for journaling before, but I think that if you are trying to get into a place of better mental health, that writing down what is going through your mind, especially if it's a repetitive thought, can be so incredibly healing and so helpful. And it could help you to understand yourself more and understand what you really need to work on. And it could help put things in perspective. I've had a lot of times where I was stressed about something and I just, instead of thinking about it, I was like, okay, I'm just going to write this down and like think through it that way. And from writing down that idea that I had or writing down this like repetitive thought, it helped me just in writing it down, come to a better perspective. And I think that can be just very healing because it's so much more tangible. You get it out of your mind and onto paper and it can be just a lot healthier way to deal with things as opposed to living with your anxiety or numbing out the anxiety or whatever way that you have experienced in the past that might have not helped you to get to a better state. But yes, a thousand percent, I think just positive self-talk and being really conscious of your thoughts and knowing that you have control of your thoughts is a very freeing idea because that's not something we're taught in school, (laughs) that you can have control of your thoughts, that you can shift your perspective, that you can tell yourself a positive instead of a negative. And it's something that's really helpful once you start utilizing it to even make that more tangible. For me in the past, I've been able to take down an idea like I'm not capable of success. Let's say that's like a theme in my thoughts. I would come up with an alternative of saying I am capable of endless success and take that and anytime that negative idea comes up, I'd shift it to that positive because I have it in my conscious mind already. So whenever this negative thing comes up and say, oh, that's that negative thought coming up again. No, I already know this. We already talked to this. I am capable. And using something like that, I just think the more that you bring these negative thoughts and your anxieties into your conscious thoughts and conscious actions, the quicker and easier they'll be to heal. Not that that process is necessarily easy, but I think the change will get you there eventually. Yeah. And I think just remembering, you know, all of these tools that we're talking through or just things that are helpful have changed our ways and relationships with mindset. I think just small things, just reminding yourself when you're struggling that 
you can do whatever you're doing and you you got this. Just whispering that to yourself when you're doubting anything and try each day to help change and mold your new relationship with mindset and outlook to just be more positive overall. If there's already enough negative things in the world, the one thing you can do for yourself is just be kind to yourself. If you are interested a little bit more in the idea of self-talk and self-love, we have an episode that we went a bit deeper into this. And I think a lot of what we were talking about relates. So we'll link that in the show notes. And I also think what you're saying about kind of shifting your perspective is how you use like positive quotes to help you kind of shift your perspective. And I think you use that in a really healthy way. It's like you're using other people's positive ideas and perspectives that they have found helpful for them. And you're using those to integrate into your own life to come up with a more positive perspective or shift your perspective when you are feeling like a little bit negative. So I think those are two episodes that we can include in the show notes if you want to dig a little bit deeper into this and have some more tools to add into your mental health toolkit. Yeah, I completely agree. The quote a day or before you are trying to hype yourself up for something or whatnot is so crucial and has made my life so much more enjoyable in a different way I think just being able to share that with other people and being able to do it for yourself I think it's just really nice to know that something as little as that can really change your mindset for the whole day that brought up the idea too about social media and I think comparison and the uh, false perceptions that people give out of themselves and I think I've talked about this before when it comes to perfectionism I think even more so with social media we can be so incredibly tough on ourselves we can feel not good enough we can feel like not worthy we can think that other people deserve things more than we do and that other people are better than us and the idea of comparison and perfectionism is so hard but I think it's it can be um, a very normal thing for many people in their mindset and I think taking the time to look at that and to know that like there is nobody out there who is perfect social media is not real people who have these perfect photos and seem like these perfect lives it's just not realistic and it's okay that you don't have a perfect life it's okay that things aren't perfect it's okay that you might be going through a hard time and to give yourself that space but also give yourself that respect to try to get through it try to find help where you can and shift your perspective in what other way to Stop comparing yourself to something that's not realistic and not true and it's just it's just not fair to yourself, but I think it's so easy to do. So I think that's important to acknowledge in our day and age. As far as perfectionism and comparison goes, I just think we all need to be softer with ourselves and more loving and more caring and to know how incredible and amazing we are just as we are and that 
no one is innately better than us and no one is innately less than us that we're all doing our best out here and we just need to show up for ourselves in the best way that we can. And when it comes to showing up for yourself, I think that takes us to the other aspect that we talked about in the beginning of the episode, which is the growth mindset. This kind of takes second tier. I think what we should first be focusing on is being at a healthier and happier state in our mental health. But if we're feeling good, I think that getting into a growth mindset is something that can really help you fuel your goals and get you to a state of like really moving forward in your life. This might be an area where more people even almost struggle because it's so easy to stay in the same mindset and not make improvements and not try to keep growing because, you know, everyone's just comfortable. Like, I mean, even myself at times I've found where I haven't wanted to be looking to step out of my comfort zone. It's just hard to make those leaps and, you know, calm yourself down when it might seem like it's very scary to do. But I think it's so important for you to really help you grow as a person. I know for myself, just having to take a step back and understand why it's so important to be uncomfortable with getting uncomfortable is because otherwise I'm going to be in the same space that I've always been. I'm not going to be open to making positive changes for myself. I'm going to almost just be giving up on myself in a sense, right? But hyping it up, if you will, that this is going to help you so much. Your goals are something that you create for yourself to continue growing and working towards. That should be your motivation. And I think that sometimes it might be a little harder to really gain that strength and confidence in yourself, but you know, you just got to keep pushing and it's so worth it when you do reach that goal, then when you have hit that next milestone in your career or whatever it may be, just knowing that you have to sometimes make that move for yourself. Otherwise it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's getting out of your comfort zone and being conscious of the changes that you want to see. And I think supporting yourself in your aspirations and believing in yourself, which takes practice too, but that is all so much about about your mindset around it because like we said in the beginning of the episode, your mindset is going to have a direct impact on your actions and your actions are going to get you to grow. So it's really important to try to support yourself in whatever way possible and I think when it comes to growth too like I love the tangibles so I think writing down your goals or writing down steps to reach your goals and trying to make a plan for yourself and really force yourself to take certain steps is going to allow you to get into that place and it's going to force you to get into a mindset, to encourage yourself, to check those things off your list because you are going to have held yourself a bit accountable and you're going to need a healthy mindset to follow through and not just, you know, crumple up that piece of paper that you wrote your goals down on and throw it in, in the trash, you know? So yeah, 
I think that could be really helpful. There's something also to acknowledge when it comes to mindset and growth and relating to what you said earlier, Anna, about where you grew up and how our parents grew up and kind of the mindset that our parents had. I think when it comes to growth and reaching different goals, it has a lot to do with the environment that you grew up in and a lot about like what you saw was possible as a child or as a teen or whatever it is. I think it's hard to believe that you can reach certain goals when you've never seen anybody in your direct community reach them. And I think that's a reason why a lot of people kind of live the same lives as their parents do. Finding expansion from people around you and seeing people who are outside of your environment and still similar to you and able to reach these bigger goals that you have especially when I think when it comes to career, I think can be really helpful and encouraging and can help support that mindset of if it's possible for them, then it's possible for me. But I think like with a lot of the goals that I have in my life with my career, I don't have anybody in like my immediate network who, or I should say in like my household network or from where I grew up that I've reached the goals that I'm aiming towards, but having people in my network now that I can relate to more and kind of look at their steps and what they did to reach those goals can be really helpful. Even when that comes to fitness, when that comes to relationships, when that comes to whatever else it is that you're working on, I think that expanding your mind of what's possible can mean like stepping outside of your immediate network and even using those people for inspiration for what you might want in your life. If you're not sure about like what you're looking for, who you're looking for, if you feel a little bit lost, you can use comparison as inspiration to help learn what really excites you and use that excitement as an indication of something that you might want to call into your life. That can all really influence your mindset and help us to grow stronger and reach bigger goals that we might have previously told ourselves were impossible for us because anything is possible. We are all really capable. And I think sometimes it's just our mindset that gets in the way of telling us that we're not. I definitely believe that the connections you make in relation to your goals are so important, especially with your career or like you said, or with your fitness goals or just even any type of hobby that you enjoy, right? It makes it so much more enjoyable and the goal seems more achievable when you have other people that you can kind of share it with and help you along the way to maybe even give you some reassurance in some moments where you might not be having the best mindset and you really do need to have another outlet that you can go to for support almost, you know? I think it's it's so healthy in some more specific situations like that and you know having a good support system and like you know we're all just here to keep lifting each other up and staying positive even in the hard times when you're trying to reach that end goal Mm -hmm. yeah it's almost like whatever you can do to make a goal feel more attainable is going to help you because It's going to make that journey not seem as long and it's going to allow you to push harder to reach that finish line. And I think that's really important in many aspects of life. 
Agreed, girl. I agree. There's so many endless conversations that we can have about mindset. We'll definitely be talking about this more on the podcast because I think that mindset is core and central to everything that we talk about. It is what fuels the podcast. It is what fuels us reaching our goals. It is what fuels us living a little bit of a healthier and a little bit of a happier lifestyle. And I think it's really important. And I hope that there are one or a few tips that you can take from this conversation to help you have a better relationship with your thoughts and to come to a place of more positive self-love, more growth, more support for yourself, and more love for others in the end. So we really, we've really gone through it this month. We talked through making habits stick. We talked through fitness. We talked through food. And I really hope it's painted a full picture on how to at least take a few steps to start feeling really good in your body and feeling a little bit better in your mind and coming to a place of a bit more wholeness and feeling really like a step closer to like happiness. If yeah. You know. The whole month of January, we've been preaching, be your best you, have your best self energy. Let's keep this momentum going, right? From these episodes that we've released for you all, if anything, we're hoping that you guys have been able to relate or maybe this has inspired you to create a new healthy habit that sticks. I'm really happy to see this month close out of my best self energy because I think it's going to translate into February for our secret. No, it's not a secret, but for our next set of topic, which we can introduce, which (laughs) is drum roll, please. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, it's love month, baby. We're talking about love. I I think, I, I think too, when it comes to what we've talked about this past month, that just as a disclosure that it's not about being perfect. It's about, you know, failing. It's about getting back out there. It's about not being happy all the time. It's about things not being perfect. And it's about still like being there to support yourself. And I want us to all just be a little bit kinder and a little bit softer and a little bit more patient with ourselves and know that it is normal to have a whole spectrum of human emotions, but that by doing these healthy practices, we can get ourselves to be in a little bit of a better state. And I think that's something to be really excited about. And I hope that all these things are going to be taken into love month as we are getting deeper into relationships, as we are talking about breakups, talking about makeups, talking about marriage, talking about (laughs) high school love. Like we're really gonna we're really gonna get into it. We're gonna talk about attachment styles. If you guys wanna pick up the book attached and read along with us, we'll link it here to get you prepped. But we're really excited to have this conversation and I'm really happy that we have this whole month of prep where we can really think through 
ourselves and our current states and how we're feeling within our body before we start talking about getting into a spicy relationship or spicing up the relationship or just getting into (laughs) better relationships with relationships. So I'm excited for next week and I'm really grateful for this past month. I'm really looking forward to now that we've covered how to really be our best selves, how to focus on bringing that energy into our relationships and maybe where we haven't always had the best practices in the past, but now we've learned from that and we're really excited to share with you all. I also just had the attached book delivered. So, you know, starting reading that and really excited. So I hope you guys do follow along with us because it's going to be hot and heavy and formative month for you all. So you better watch out. (laughs) And we're just going to put ourselves on blast and air all of our dirty relationship laundry. So if nothing else, come to (laughs) see us expose ourselves. That sounded, that did not, that was not in the way that I, does that oh sound God. like I'm getting naked? Does that sound, I, I say mean, that? it sounds a little risky, but you know what? Let's just say <laughs> we're here to reveal some more personal material with you all. There we there go. There we go. Anna always coming in with that Catholic schoolgirl vibe. That's what we need to keep me, to keep me on track. I appreciate it. Well, we're really excited. We can't wait to share Love Month with you and talk about relationships. And we love you a ton. And we're really grateful that you listened. And we will see you on next week. Thank you so much for joining. If you enjoyed the episode, we'd love for you to share with a friend or leave a five-star review. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We love you and can't wait to see you next week. Boom. Mic drop. We did it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's our podcast. I'm just kidding.